0: What's up, friends? It's Haley Hines, a.k.a. Bird, and you are tuning in to the Give 'Em the Bird podcast. This podcast is all about challenging what it means to be healthy and fit. It's about celebrating sustainable behavior change and non-scale victories. And most importantly, it's about giving the bird to the diet industry and societal expectations of body size. Why? Well, because at the end of the day, you have an entire life to live that does not require your body look a certain way. Thanks for tuning in. Now, let's 'em the bird. All right, hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of give them the bird today I have a super freaking special guest um, somebody that I love with my whole entire soul and heart and being um, Emily Steinus. yay Emily has over a decade of experience teaching women to tap into the power of their body and minds. She's a 500-hour registered yoga teacher, a strong first kettlebell trainer, a holistic health coach, breathwork facilitator, and mindset coach. Her mission is to equip all women with the tools to own their unique superpowers and experience radical self-love. Welcome, Emily. Good to be here. Oh, I'm so happy to have you here. This is, this is so cool. I feel like since I've been meeting with you regular, regularly over Zoom, this is just like, another check-in. <laughs> it really is. I feel so alive. So it pretty. does. <laughs> yeah. So um, that was a lovely bio that I read of you, but I'm curious if you could tell listeners even more about you. Sure, thank you. Yep. Hey, um, my name is Emily Sidis, as you already mentioned. I currently live in Colorado. Um, so I'm a
1: Midwest gal at heart. I grew up in the Chicago suburbs before attending the University of Iowa. And just a little backstory: I always thought I was going to be an elementary school teacher, likely because my sister and my mom are both teachers. But literally days after getting accepted into the College of Education, I think it was sophomore year, I decided to switch my major. And it was like an incredibly pivotal point in my life and literally wouldn't be here talking to you without that. So at this point in college, I was in the process of getting my 200 hour yoga teacher training. And I was teaching various like group X classes and yoga classes at the university rec. And I absolutely loved it. And my dad actually picked me up to drive me home for winter break. And he just said, you know, you really seem to love health and fitness. Have you ever thought about doing like majoring in that or doing something like that? And at this point, I've, I never once considered making health or fitness a career of mine. Like not because I didn't love it, but like truly because it literally never crossed my mind him asking me this was like such a simple, like obvious question, but it totally took me by surprise, which is really funny because I honestly mm-hmm. had no idea I could even major in something like that, which is like <laughs> laughable now, <laughs> like duh. Um, so it was so funny how narrow-minded what I was. Like I decided I was gonna be a teacher and I literally had no idea what any other opportunities or paths could look like for me. So, yeah, immediately after that conversation, I hopped online. I discovered the uh, Health and Human Physiology major. I got that with the track and health promotion with which major never looked back. Fast forward to now, I have my own company, bootbad devoted to teaching and training women through movement and breathwork and meditation and mindset practices, like you mentioned. Um, I've launched my own accredited yoga school through Yoga Alliance to lead 200 hour yoga teacher training. I run retreats every year, like domestic and international. Um, I've created several online courses. I now have a self-love membership, which I'm so proud of for women to have on-demand access to like my favorite self-love tools. And then just like you, beautiful Haley, have been a part of, I support women through the 12 week hype girl mentorship program, which is like so devoted to getting you out of your own way and into clarity and action surrounding like your purpose, your mission, your unique superpowers and your impact. And so like, even just like reflecting back on that, it's so magical and so beautiful to see how eat, like how that one decision and that one comment from my dad, like brought me to this opportunity to like know you and have you in my life. And I'm obsessed <laughs> with you, but also to be sitting here and chatting with you. I know, oh, bananas.
0: <laughs> yes. I love that so much. Um, I didn't, I also didn't know that. Yeah. So um The last person that I interviewed, Sam, the dietitian, and I think her episode will be coming out like right before yours does. She actually studied health promotion at the university of Iowa too. Yeah. It's like, what a small world. I love, I love those connections. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Yes. Um, and talk about the power, like you said, of one decision. That's crazy. Or like one question. So powerful. (laughs) I took my,
1: my blinders off.
0: Like, yeah, I think so many of us too, we go through life, we have a decision, we keep our
1: blinders on, we get tight years down the road. We're like, what, how did I get here? Like, I have no, I didn't even check in with myself once.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. And I feel like you mentioned, and we're probably going to talk more about it, like the hype girl mentorship, but I feel like that came up for me even too so many times. Like I was not necessarily stuck on doing something a certain way, but I just like thought that something with the podcast or something with life had to be a certain way. And, um, yeah, so I feel like you within that program and really all of your programs, you provide like those like life changing or perspective shifting or decision changing moments for so many women. Um, mm-hmm. and then I can attest to that because I've been there. I did that.
1: <laughs> that makes you feel so good. Yeah. That's, like, totally. One of, like, that is the mission. I want women to really understand like their own power and be totally tapped in. So they're not. Living based on societal norms or pressure, or just because they feel like they have to follow a certain path.
0: So, one question that I love to ask um, people that come on the podcast is how your definition of what it means to be healthy and fit has changed over time. Like, I think so often, um, I've mentioned this in previous episodes and even in my intro, like when we think about healthy and fit, we have maybe a certain look or like body size or certain um, habits or behaviors in mind. And I know for me how it's totally shifted throughout my life as I've learned different things. And I just love to hear for other like health and fitness professionals, how, if at all, your definition has changed over the years.
1: Yeah. I love this question so much. And I I feel super grateful to have been raised in a family where like health and fitness was just a part of our lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Like I never really knew necessarily knew what I was doing with healthy and keeping me fit or like yeah. all that fell into that category. It's just like the way that we live. Like Even from the age of five, our family would go up to the mountains in Colorado to go on hiking trips every summer. Mm -hmm. I was like making up dances with my sister in the (laughs) yard and recording videos. Yes, Um, doing like yoga DVDs in our living room. You know, like drinking green juices or smoothies that my dad made most mornings. Like that was just my norm. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've always been drawn to movement. And and frankly, I have a lot of energy. So like movement and I became buddies really early on because it just was fun for me. It was a Mm -hmm. way to, I just felt really good doing it. Um, And I also grew up with a dad who really loved like learning about nutrition from like a health, digestion, like longevity standpoint. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. And so his passion for this totally like rubbed off on me. Um, And we kind of like geeked over some different things. This was like later, closer to like high school years and even into college. Um, and so growing up health and fitness was, was really about like me feeling good, like what things Mm -hmm. made me feel good and to take, and how I could take care of my body. It was never about like body image or weight loss, which I'm so grateful for, but that did change when I, um, got to college. Mm -hmm. So beyond my health promotion major that I like switched to, I also got a BA in dance. I got my dance major just because again, I like to move and I wanted to like make sure I could keep moving. So that was like just a fun little side thing. Um. But as soon as I got into that department, I I witnessed how much pressure was put on our bodies Mm. uh, to look a certain way or, you know, have a certain build, especially like a ballet bod is very different from (laughs) my body. (laughs) Um, um, Overhearing my friends and other fellow dancers, like picking apart their bodies, Mm. judging their bodies, wanting to like not eat or like literally not eat before different auditions, like you name it. And as shocking as it may be, this is like not until college for me, but as shocking as that is, this was really new to me. And this was like, it was really new and it most certainly made me start questioning my own body. Mm. So I got surrounded by this and I was like, wait, am I supposed to think about this stuff? Am I supposed to overanalyze these parts of my body? So part of my body that I never once thought about, I never once like overanalyze in the mirror. I started to do that. I started to judge and dislike. It it was a lot. It was a really big shift for me. And then as I got into personal training and was surrounded by others in the fitness world, like that pressure was real. So like Mm -hmm. weight loss talk was everywhere, right? Getting a bikini bod was like the goal of every woman. Restricted diets were so common, like killing yourself in the gym was like an achievement, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I felt like I really easily and quickly got sucked right into what I now consider like the it of the health and fitness industry but I got sucked into it right away I was a part of it I was a mm. trainer I was teaching classes and it was like even the names of some classes to this day hurt me um it's just I feel like they put out such an icky message um uh, but I was I was wrapped up in that because that is what the industry was and I was a part of it and then I eventually I was teaching crazy hours kind of basically running mm. a gym teaching and training and I had this really big wake-up call so like on the outside you know, you could consider me doing all of the quote unquote, right things in the industry of working out regularly or working out hard. I was more anal about what I was eating than ever in my life. Um, And, you know, I appeared to be some sort of a beacon of health, health, just because of my profession and being Mm -hmm. a a coach and training and yoga teacher and all of that stuff. But my body literally shut down and I ended up in the hospital and it was, I only ended up there because I ignored Every single sign my body was telling me prior to that day and prior like months and months prior. And there were looking back, there were tons of signs. One of them really, one really silly one, but it's like, duh, Emily, like get your life together, was that in between classes, like even if it was like a 20 minute break, I would sneak out to my car to like close my eyes and nap. I was just like oh, wow. physically, emotionally shot. I was just like so shot. Um, so yeah, that the hospitalization for sure like shifted my view of health and fitness again. Um, and it was so clear to me that I needed to make some changes in my own personal life. It was so clear to me that health and fitness was not about striving for um, like a change in your external appearance and following like every fitness trend or every fad diet. It was about taking the time to slow down and checking with what's happening on the inside. Like, how did I feel? What do I need more of or less of? to move my body in ways that I actually wanted to, or that felt good. Um, and to take time to really show up as much, if not more for like my mental and emotional health, as much as I had been for my physical, physical health. So that was a huge turning point for me. And then I felt really, like, I felt really responsible, especially being in that industry. And if I, as a health professional was led astray to like get sucked into this, I knew that other women needed me to like wake, wake them up a little bit and, um, I knew it was so easy for anyone else to be kind of tricked into the, like the false claims and the, the just empty guarantees and the pressure that our society puts on us, especially mm-hmm. I mean, everyone, but I feel like women is, is a whole other layer too. So yeah, at that point I quit my job. Um, I dove into more meditation, like essential oils, breath work, intuitive eating, which at the time I had no idea what intuitive eating was. Yeah. I just started eating intuitively. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's when I created VUPAD. And so it, it, it's like it's now it's my mission to teach women that like mm-hmm. I had this shift and I kind of felt like I learned the hard way. And so now it's my mission to teach women how to like truly love themselves inside and out and feel empowered to make decisions for their life that like is on their terms and mm-hmm. not based on societal pressures and standards.
0: Yes. I got chills like four times while you were just like talking. <laughs> I literally was like, oh, it's happening again. <laughs> like chills. Yeah. I love um, first. I think it's so interesting what you're saying, like growing up there, you didn't feel those pressures, but then I've like listened to other podcasts or just, you know, heard other people's stories, like it's very similar to what happened to you. Like you go to college and then all of a sudden we're surrounded by all of that. And it's like, impossible not to get sucked into it. Um, and the messages that are in the college atmosphere or the college environment, they are so scary and harmful. Um, and luckily again, I always say like people are waking up to it. There's still obviously that like really pervasive and harmful, um, like dieting messages out there, but I feel like it's becoming more nuanced like body positivity and, and body acceptance and whatnot. Um, But then also how you're mentioning like being a dancer, like they, I mean, dancers are a population that, um, yeah, they face like some such higher rates of eating disorders or disordered eating. So I feel like both being a dancer and then coming to college, it's just like impounded on you. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it it was a lot. And again, whether dancer or not, I think It's so our society is so built on like what who gets praised. I should be more like that. If I'm not like that, something's wrong with me, and I need to change. Whether that's like you know with the 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 filters that they're on on Snapchat or Instagram filters that change your face shape, or the people that are getting praised for certain body types. Like if you don't already have that, and you feel less than and not enough, and you're trying to shift that. So yeah, we're. I feel like that was the beginning of being surrounded by, and I feel like now like college students have that times a million because you Mm do not only have the physical. People that might be talking about it and you're in this, this culture, which I, I also agree that we're getting better. Um, but with social media, it's just, it's really hard to, to get away from and to like right. check in and, and make decisions for yourself because there is so much pressure.
0: Yeah, I totally, totally agree with that. And I think it's so cool to see, like to hear, I think that's like the second or third time I've heard you kind of tell that story just because of the programs and, and opportunities I've, I've heard you um, talk at, and uh, I still got chills. (laughs) I'm still like dialed in. Like if, if listeners could see me, I'm like, yes, yes. Um, But it's so cool now to see literally exactly what you talk about has like, that is absolutely, I can see that come to fruition with bootbod. Like everything in boot bod is just like freaking amazing. I love, I love like the fitness aspect of it, but I feel like even in the programs, cause I have, a, I have a lot of your programs. I just like, I just really like your programs <laughs> and I don't like, I try, I really don't recommend pages or programs to many people. Like, especially when I'm working with students, because I have to like get to know the people behind them to know if I can trust them, but I'm always like boot bod just go look at BootBot. I mean, I don't to students obviously, but cause that, that would probably be inappropriate, um, to recommend, you know, that sort of certain things, but, um, yeah, I'm always like, just, just go to follow BootBot. just buy BootBot's programs, like just do it. Um, but what I love about them is that they all incorporate, whether it's fitness focused or not, like they all incorporate like that mindset piece of it. Um, and like listening to your body piece of it. And, um, I just feel like that has been so impactful for me when i'm doing it because i know in my head like it's really easy for for me to get so wrapped up in the movement and making sure that i'm doing everything perfectly exactly how many reps and i'm not skipping a day or whatever it is and your programs absolutely contain both like the outer work but also the inner work um and I'm, I'm so appreciative of that. Like the, the self-acceptance and the body acceptance piece. So talk to me more about that. Um, both like, obviously I know a little bit more about why you decided to add it in from your personal story, but yeah, let's talk about body acceptance, self-acceptance, all the things. Nice. Let's. Do it. So yeah, to
1: me, the inner work is absolutely essential, whether you're you know, trying to improve your relationship with your body, or you're trying to even find the right partner for life, or you're trying to launch your dream business, like being out of touch with my inner world was the very reason I ended up in the hospital, right? Mm -hmm. So that disconnection from from really yourself is so dangerous. And the more that you can tap into what's happening on the inside, the more you can actually show up more powerfully for yourself and others on um, the outside. So, I, like you said, everything that I do, it's both the inner and the outer. And mm-hmm. um, even like going through the hype girl mentorship, right? We started with the inner before we move into like strategies and some of the outer, because you could have all the strategies in the world, you could have all of the the, the best program in the world, doesn't mean you're actually going to do it if there's other things that are not aligned or holding you back, like mm-hmm. for yourself that doesn't feel right. So. Yeah, in short, I feel like inner work really allows you to make decisions and retain control and power over how your day goes and how you live, as opposed to feel like you're constantly like getting smacked in the face with life (laughs) and in constant, like I have to react, 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 Mm -hmm. right? Like you retain the control and the power as opposed to just constantly being in reactive mode. Um, and then that mindfulness and the presence that you get when you start to get comfortable with some of this inner work, which was, I'll give you some examples in a second. It, it really helps you see that life isn't happening to you, like as opposed to feeling like the victim, it's mm-hmm. happening for you. And you really start to understand how supportive you are and how you kind of, you have a choice and how you decide to show up for yourself. Um, and I think that alone is really a, such a powerful awareness and such a powerful lesson that can transform you, like the whole idea of life isn't happening to you, it's happening for you. So mm-hmm. I'd love to share an example. Yes. Um, so I think of inner inner work as, for the purpose of this chat, let's think of it as like a three steps or like three things. So the first being self-awareness, the self, second being self-acceptance, and then the third self-love mm-hmm. in the form of some type of action. So, um, and I have many tools for all three of those, but when all three of those are combined and present, you're going to find that you are way better at managing your emotions at managing your energy and just your overall like mood and happiness. So self-awareness is being conscious of your thoughts, of your emotions and of your feelings. So it's literally just actually taking time to check in with what's going on. So maybe you're getting ready for work and you catch yourself in the mirror and you think like, Ooh, I look gross. Mm -hmm. I really should work out today. Why am I so lazy? Okay. So self-awareness is literally catching that thought, recognizing that you had that thought. That's so important because most of us go live our lives completely unaware of what's keeping us like what the negative beliefs, right? So catching that thought is one. And then also recognizing any feelings that come up. So when you have that thought, how do you feel? Does it make you feel sad? Does it make you feel anxious? Does it make you feel stressed? And then going even deeper, which is one that most people also uh, overlook is noticing where you feel that in your body. So if you were to take a pause and be like, okay, I feel like I'm gross. I feel like I really need, I should work out, like throwing the shoulds mm-hmm. on ourselves. And, um, you know, why am I so lazy? Like, what does that feel like to really believe that? Is it a tightness in your chest? Is it like, does just overall heaviness, like how does it feel in your body? And so simply literally just having this first step and this awareness it creates space between the present moment that you're experiencing right now and who you are,
0: mm. because
1: you are not your thoughts. You are not everything that you experience, right? So it creates this space. And without that space, it's really easy to just identify yourself as being lazy or gross, mm. which is absolutely not the case for anybody. So for them, the awareness piece is then the self-acceptance and self-acceptance in this example, isn't. I am lazy and gross. <laughs> right now, I am feeling lazy and gross. It's something I'm experiencing right now. It is not who I am. And so there's no judgment like added in this step. And it's simply literally observing and honoring yourself at the present moment. Mm-hmm. That is so stinking powerful. I like to think of it as like you're just constantly being curious and witnessing yourself, witnessing yourself like you're a scientist. Like, hmm, interesting. She's going through this right now. Yeah. <laughs> opposed to
0: like
1: you know like just the whole uh self-judgment and the shame is only going to get heavier to carry Mm -hmm. the acceptance creates some lightness and some space and some freedom so checking into the thought the awareness and then the acceptance is just like okay this is where i'm at right now Mm -hmm. this is what i'm experiencing right now it's not who i am um and then the last step is the self-love so self-love in the form of action and again that can look so many different ways for this example, I feel like it could be you catching that thought while you're looking in the mirror, thinking you're gross and lazy, and you switch that to be like, ooh girl, you look so good today. Like <laughs> give yourself a little pep talk, a little hype up, like your hair, that outfit, like today's gonna be a good day, right? And like the over the more over the top, at least in my opinion, the better, because <laughs> it makes you laugh. It literally shifts your mood. I mean, think about like if you were to, do I look gross, like physically feel gross i'm lazy and then you go live your day as opposed mm. to like being sassy and be like so good have a great day girlfriend like yes you're gunning yourself in the mirror um that can shift totally how your day goes right mm. so that little step is it's totally an act of self-love the other ones i love to do would be like to flip the script and do the opposite so if you're feeling like you look gross and that you're lazy how can you prove the otherwise true so whatever the opposite of gross is for you. So is it beautiful? Is it sexy? Is it confident? How do you see that? Or what in you do you see that proves those things true? And the same thing with lazy, like how, what proof do you have that you're not actually lazy? Like maybe you haven't been moving your body because you've been working um, long hours on another project. That's proof that you ain't lazy because you're working hard, right? Mm -hmm. Or um, maybe you've been taking a break because you just know that you mentally, emotionally needed to like not move your body for a while. That's Mm -hmm. certainly not lazy. So trying to like find these other ways that um, the living beliefs are innocent, right? And they're not us. So recognizing when they're not necessarily true and kind of challenging mm-hmm. them with love. So other ones that I know, you know, I love but like breathwork and meditation and movement of any kind like literally playing any song that pumps you up and dancing around like a crazy person for literally one song length is one of the best things you can do to shift your energy and your mood. Um, journaling is also really powerful, even setting boundaries for yourself, like all of this. So that inner work and that inner awareness of what's happening in your body, without it, it's really hard to know how to support yourself, Mm. right? It's really easy to then be so out of touch with your inner world that again, you're following trends or you're jumping into programs that aren't aligned for you, or you're feeling like you have to, or you should, or you need to do all of these things that actually aren't aligned and don't actually make you feel more confident or feel happier or feel more fulfilled. So Mm -hmm. taking the time to check in there first before taking in and making decisions.
0: Yeah. I love that. I've never thought of it in terms of if we don't check in with ourselves, we're more likely to like go with the trends or the most recent diet or all those things. And that only further distances ourselves from like our bodies or being able to listen to our bodies, like the inner work. Um, it was interesting as you were going through those three things. I specifically remember so it was the self-awareness, acceptance and then love. Like self self-awareness, self-acceptance, self-love. Yeah. I specifically remember in one of our um it might it was one of like the last hype girl mentorship check-ins that we had. You did that with me and I didn't know what you were doing and now I see it <laughs> and I know how powerful it is. Like yeah. I remember it was um about like a specific limiting belief that I've had with myself for so long. And like, I still feel like I'm working through it. It's not related to like body size or anything. Um, but I just remember how powerful it was like the proving point, like for you to be like, okay, now prove yourself wrong. Like, how can you show yourself that, that isn't, that isn't true. Um, like I had never, my brain had never gone to that that thinking before. It's always like, I always just think of ways to prove that that limiting belief is right. Yeah, <laughs> um, well, that's
1: how your brain works, right? Like what your yeah. thoughts are, your brain continues to find things to prove that true. So by challenging it and be like, how is it that true? You can also find ways to support the,
0: what actually is supporting you, right? Yeah, and I just remember feeling like, even even now thinking about it, like how powerful that really was. And it sounds really like simple and like floo-foo or foo-foo, whatever, but it works like it worked for me, you know? And obviously there's things that are way more ingrained in us that are going to be harder to unpack and to prove wrong and whatnot. But um, yeah, I love that. So awareness, acceptance, love. You got it. I love it. Those are so good. So thinking about limiting beliefs, because again, when I was doing the hype girl mentorship program, which this is, this is not a paid ad, but like, you should do it listeners. <laughs> I am not sponsored by boot but, um, it was, and, and I can say this too, because my sister, Leslie, obviously she did it too. And so being able to know like somebody else, like their intimate experience with it, I feel like, you know, um, it was totally, totally life-changing. And again, like perspective shifting. in the first, I don't know how many weeks, it felt like maybe eight weeks or so we focused on the, like the internal, the inner work. And I feel like, because what I was really focusing on with the mentorship program was this podcast. And I feel like I would not be reaching out to the people that I have reached out to. I would not have the people on the podcast that I have on the podcast. I would not be, you know, as active on social media or whatever it is like not engaging with people had I not done the inner work first to like first feel confident and capable of doing all these things so I just think I can't I can't speak highly enough about the hype mentorship program because it's just yeah it's amazing um but one of the things I know I know that I was just talking about and I know that you know this as well one of the things that I found extremely powerful was learning more about the limiting beliefs because um, I should just share what mine was. Like, my big limiting belief was that I can't be my enthusiastic weirdo self and professional because I've been told in so many different settings and by people that I'm like too much or you know, whatever it is. And I literally had a, an employee review in college where I was told that my enthusiasm and friendliness came off as unprofessional. So like it's fun. It's laughable now. But so I've just taken that with me. I'm like, I can't be myself and get where I want to be in terms of my career. And I don't know how the hell you did it, but that was like, I'm talking, I almost like broke down in tears, just thinking about like, I can be both. Like, it's totally possible to be both. So I want to talk more about limiting beliefs. All that to say, I just want to talk about limiting beliefs.
1: <laughs> no, I, I love that. Thank you for for sharing that. I actually was going to had a little like bulleted thing on my lineup here. of like, I'm going to highly share her example. Yeah. It's so powerful. It's so powerful. And I think, again, like what really shifted for you in terms of the people that you reach out for your podcast or just how you feel, it it wasn't like you had more training it wasn't like you had more like anything it was literally an inner shift that yes. allows you to show up more fully which is like we all have that potential we all are able to tap into that we just have to decide to show up in that way and to, to take to practice it and like you said some things are going to take longer and there's different like deeper deeply rooted practices or embodiment practices and other things to help with some of the the, the stickier uh situations but I'm so proud of you, and so, like, it's been so, so fun to witness, like, the shifts that you've had in the program, and I, I feel so excited to just be here. Again, <laughs> um, yeah, limiting beliefs, let's talk about them. So um, limiting beliefs, if you're not fam- familiar, they're basically that, like, negative Nancy or that inner mean girl of of thoughts that come up that basically self-sabotage you or they keep you stuck or they keep you from taking action or they keep you from reaching your goal or maybe you get close to reaching your goal, but then you drop back into your like comfort zone. So these limiting beliefs, again, when we can become conscious of them, so powerful. Our belief system is actually not in our conscious mind, it's our subconscious mm-hmm. mind. So it's often times we go through life without even being aware of what's holding us back or what the limitations are. So part of it is just getting getting still like meditation is a great way or journaling and allowing yourself to slow. I like to think of it as slowing down so much that you give your body and your mind actually a space to speak or give your, mm. give those to an, a voice. Um, cause we live in such a fast paced world where we're constantly reacting to things or stimulated with things. It's really hard to even know what is happening inside or what mm-hmm. our thoughts are. So, um, that's number one, but I'll give you some exam examples of like limiting beliefs could be like, I'm not expert enough to, uh, I should be further along. I'm too much for people. Uh, I can't be successful and do what I love or like things just don't work out for me. Right. Mm-hmm. These statements, these thoughts, these beliefs of, um, with them, they're literally keeping you stuck. They're holding you back. They're limiting, they're limiting you, you, right? Mm -hmm. So I think it's really important, again, going back to the whole like self-awareness and acceptance side, these limiting beliefs are super innocent. So our belief system, again, our subconscious mind, those beliefs were created early in our childhood, like up to seven years, maybe up to 14 years. And they could have been, um, created from like our parents and what we witnessed or what they told us it could be like Haley's example of getting feedback and saying that you know it's unprofessional like your friendliness and your like your amazing incredibly amazing personality <laughs> and your friendliness is seen as unprofessional it could be one thing that you heard that then you attached as your own belief and that you just believe that and obviously, as younger kids and young ad- adolescents, we are more impressionable. So we don't really know how to discern what's real and what's not. Mm-hmm. So we, our belief system is created then, and then it affects us later on in life until we do practices like this, right? So um, the it can come up even from um, witnessing or from modeling from other adults or maybe a teacher. So it can come from different places. You don't even have to really identify where, but knowing that they're innocent, you innocently those beliefs from your younger years Mm -hmm. and um they most likely have really actually supported you or helped you get to where you are now they most likely if you look back having that belief actually supported you in some way um which i think is really important to understand another important thing is knowing that they don't have to they're not necessarily the way forward right Mm -hmm. there you might have reached a point where like okay now it's just holding me back it's not actually helping me so let's look into what steps i can take so um There's, there's two things that when you can be aware of your limiting beliefs and check into them, instead of being annoyed with them or judging them, you can thank them, which sounds kind of silly, but like, it's, it's literally saying that like, oh, I see you, sassy, Sally, like, hello, I see you. Thank you for trying to support me. I'm witnessing you again. I'm aware of you and I'm accepting that you're here. Doesn't mean I'm complacent and I'm just going to suck it like Into that feeling or drop into that feeling, but I I witness you and I'm going to thank you. And if we can do that, you kind of gain two things you gain control again, right? It's separating Mm. yourself from that thought, so you gain control as opposed to just being stuck in this like hamster wheel of letting it control you over and over. And you also allow you to separate yourself enough to then find the wisdom, which is Mm. one of the things I think that was really powerful for you, Haley. But finding the wisdom in the actual fully, which we can Mm -hmm. talk about an example here. if you want to,
0: yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Cause I remember for me, that was, um, through the, like the workbook that we had for the week with the limiting beliefs through all of that, I was able to see that this idea that I'm not professional, like I figured out where it came from and I was able to uncover that it was actually trying to like protect me from, from burnout, like emotional burnout, because as being like friendly and enthusiastic, like I just want to do all the things. I want to help all the people. And this idea of like dialing it down a little bit was that limiting beliefs way of protecting me. Um, so interesting, yeah. What other? Do you have another example? Yeah.
1: So if we look at like some of the body confidence or yes. um,
0: movement things, like some limiting
1: beliefs that can come up. And again, there's like helpless Yeah. <laughs> We all have our own. So it could be like I'm not pretty enough to. Um, it could be I can't stick to a workout routine. Like you just don't believe mm. like, or I'm not cut out for this like healthy lifestyle stuff. Yes. Right? You just like, like the make
0: claim. I'm not disciplined enough.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, or you know, if I looked a certain way, like if I change this about my body or my appearance, then I could kind mm. of that like I'm waiting for one thing to happen before I can live my life. Like once this happens, once I lose the weight, then I can be happy type of vibe. So. There's so many more. But if we look at the, um, if we look at the, let's do the, um, which example? Let's do the, I can't stick to a workout routine.
0: Yeah. So if we
1: look at that one, well, first of all, I want you to understand that when these go unnoticed, they keep the control, right? Like mm-hmm. I mentioned. And then we unknowingly play the victim in our own lives. We make excuses. So we might not be aware that it's the limiting belief that's doing this, but then we, we play victim. We make excuses. We self-sabotage our our opportunities that come our way or our joy because we don't feel worthy. We don't feel enough. We don't feel like we're ready. We have all this this like heaviness uh, surrounding some of that stuff. And so I really want to inspire you all to recognize that there's always an opportunity to choose again. Mm. So like the times when you're feeling really insecure or feeling really judgmental of your body, there's also an opportunity for confidence and radical self-love. Mm. And some days easier than others, but there's always an opportunity for that. When there's like, when you feel like you're really forcing or struggling something, whether it's your workout program or you're eating or you're trying to like micromanage everything, there's also an opportunity to find some ease and some flow. Wow. So like you get to create your own reality and you, uh, and really that starts with your thoughts. So going back to our limiting beliefs. So in this example of the, I can't stick to a workout routine, taking through, taking you through these four steps. Mm. Before even the four steps, I think one fun thing to do is to literally give your inner mean girl or inner critic a name. Do Ooh. you have a name for yours?
0: Oh my gosh. I think I think mine is like a man. It's a it. it's like a like R- Rick or something. I don't know. For some reason, I think I think I go to a male name because I read um the book. Oh shoot, I don't remember the name, but it's like an eating disorder book. And in it she names her eating disorder Ed. Oh and God, so, yeah. yeah, so I think that's why like mine goes to um, a male name, but yeah, what's yours?
1: It's literally the negative Nancy or like this, I, this is very me and very cheesy, but like sassy Sally, like, oh, okay, you sass, like I <laughs> yes. see you. Um, but I mean, it, it makes it lighter, right? It makes something that could feel like really heavy lighter. Mm-hmm. And also when you name it, when you give it a name, that's not your own. Again, you separate yourself from it. You can see a little clearer and you can work through this process. So you can, um, it's, you just have more control, right? Mm-hmm. You have more control and more power as opposed to it controlling you. And it's also just kind of funny when it pops up to be like, Excuse me, Rick.
0: Yeah. What did you just say? <laughs> yeah. You know? Or like Bill. Like Bill. Yeah. Jesus, Bill. Like also, no offense to any Rick, Bills, Sally's or, um, yeah, Nancy's that are listening. Nancy. We love you yes um
1: so yeah so for things so claiming your name naming your inner critic your inner mean girl and then being aware of that limiting thought or thoughts that pop up so for this example we'll use the i can't stick to a workout routine mm. okay so the second step would be to identify how this thought is actually trying to protect you mm. or what it's trying to protect you from like if you didn't have this thought if you didn't think i can't stick to a workout routine or why can't i why do i have not have discipline like that vibe what do you fear would happen? So for this example, it could be like, if I didn't think this way, I would fear that I wouldn't have enough pressure. Like it's giving me the pressure that I need to work out more. Or um, if I didn't think this way, it wouldn't be that kind of that like tough love, right? That yes. negative energy that's going to actually make me show up. And I would fear that I would slack off even more and move my body even less. Wow. Okay. So what do I fear would happen if I didn't have this thought? And this example is actually really common. The idea that we think that the negative self-talk is actually like mm. motivating us, right? Yes. And then the next step is literally asking yourself, how is that working really for you? You know, yes. like, is that actually supporting you? And mm. if you're, if you're not sticking to a workout routine and you keep judging yourself for not sticking to your workout routine, it's probably not really working very well. Right? Yes. <laughs> so checking into how well is that thought actually supporting you? Mm. And so if your fear was removing it would make you slack more, it's not, it's your, your, you're kind of in a standstill, right? So mm-hmm. let's move on to the, the next step would be what is the wisdom that you can find in this? What in that, in that I can't stick to a workout routine, what can we learn from that thought? What's actually going to support us? So for this example, it could be that, um, this belief is showing me that I actually really do want to take care of myself and I know that regular movement is going to help me feel more confident. I'm going to sleep better. I'm going to have more energy. Like, it's just going to feel good to be consistent. So I want that for myself. Mm. And that's why I have this negative of thought of like, you can't stick to it because I really do want to show up for myself. And then the other wisdom could be like, if I'm really struggling to stick to a workout routine, maybe it's a sign that I need to reassess what I'm doing for my workouts or what types of movement I'm doing. And maybe I'm just really not excited about that type of workout or using that equipment maybe there's different forms of movement that I'd be excited about and be more likely to stick to so again like what like what an aha moment right yeah from like I suck and I can't stick to a work workout routine and if you just stop there you probably would just continue to do that and not move your body or you get to this point of like no I know I actually really care about myself and I know I'll feel better when I do this I want this for myself but maybe it's the actual workouts themselves that I'm I'm there's a block or it's something that I don't want to do. Maybe there's something I can tweak there.
0: That is so common. Like that, just thinking more about it, that example is so freaking common and it literally is a matter of like being an asshole to yourself because when we're like, I'm not disciplined enough. Like I can't stick to this. We just, we downward spiral and next thing we know we are like the lazy and the gross and all those, all those things that also aren't true. Um, Mm -hmm. And even I feel like the the process of it, like, again, depending upon like how deep that limiting belief is, the process isn't doesn't, doesn't even have to take that long necessarily. Like that example, you know, like we were able to work through, obviously we know the answer ahead of time, but like, I feel like it can be such like a quick, helpful mental sh- mental shift to look at it from that perspective, rather than the typical one, which is just like the, the bigger an asshole you are to yourself, like the more likely you're going to get to the gym, like- <laughs> doesn't totally. work that way. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think that again, it comes back to like the knowing that you have this goal or what's, what's the, even the why behind it is also really important. Like, are you doing it? Cause it's really aligned for you. Cause most of the time what we avoid is because it's not a priority. It's not something we, we feel compelled to do. So if it, if it is a priority and it is something that we deem important, we can work through some of these things, but recognizing like, Am I just doing this because I was someone told me I should, or that like I'm trying to follow this trend? Probably not going to be very successful, right? Mm. So doing this work could help you be aware of like, okay, that doesn't actually align with me, but this type of movement or this type of lifestyle, that. so there's like mm. so many golden nuggets and it yes, it can look so different for either of them. But I'll recap that one more time just so yes. if, you, if you if you want to run it down, like yeah. okay. But like name your inner critic. What is that person's that voice? Called. what are you going to call it? Call it out. Um, then identify your limiting thought. The second step is to, is to identify without this thought, what do I fear would happen? Mm. And, or how is that thought trying to protect me? And then ask yourself, the next question would be like, it's like, is it working? How well is that thought actually supporting me right now? And then the final one is what's the wisdom that I can find or that you can find in this belief that would actually support me even better.
0: Mm, I love those four. And again, it's like, just because I've lived through it and I know how big of a shift it was for me. um, And again, no matter how big or how small it can be, it it makes such a big impact, you know, makes such a big impact. Do you have um, besides the hype girl um, mentorship program, do you talk about like limiting beliefs in any of your other programs? I'm trying to remember the, um, a lot, I mean, just
1: a lot in terms of like posts and social media stuff oh yeah. and some of the lies and things, the strictly limiting belief or this, system? no, it's really strict. It's in the, the hypo training for sure. And then in, like I said, on social media, but like vibe up, we go deep in some of the inner work, but yes. it's never broken down like, like this that. structure.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I did the vibe up program. That one I really liked that too, and it was just that one was interesting just to learn more about like was was isn't that one with like all the chakras and everything? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, energy systems. Yeah. Yes,
0: that was so interesting. Um, what else? Like, what are? Can you think of anything else? I know I just like don't want to let you go. (laughs) I just love you so much. (laughs) I feel like everything that you say is just so impactful. Um, but I feel like those both of those like step by step things the. Um, the awareness, acceptance, love, flow, and then also, I forget the four questions, but the ones that you just talked about in terms of limiting beliefs are so impactful. I'm curious if there's anything else that you didn't talk about that you think would be helpful for listeners to know. I'm putting you on oh the gosh. spot.
1: I got so many things. <laughs> I think just to like to chunk to it down and be really simple is that judging yourself, It's not supportive. Mm. Like you already mentioned, Haley, but like judging, judgment is heavy. That's heavy to carry. And you're like stuck emotions and the things you aren't addressing. And you're just trying to jump to the next thing. I think oftentimes we, especially with like the highlight reel on social media, we think people's lives are so perfect. So when we're struggling, we feel like we just have to like fake it, or we have to jump to the next positive thought or pretend like everything's great or, you know, judge ourselves or shame ourselves for feeling down. And being present with your body and your emotions is the most important thing you can do, Mm -hmm. at least in my opinion. And that judging it is heavy to carry, it's even heavier. And acceptance again, creates that freedom. So if you're dealing with something, whether it's anxiety or it's just feeling overwhelmed or stress or sadness, like allow yourself to stop and just be in it. It's not Mm -hmm. always the most glamorous thing to do, but being in it and going back to the beginning of the, those three steps. So are there any thoughts that are coming up? What are my emotions right now? Can I name them? And I, the silly little slogan, if you can name it, you can tame it. So again, calling it out gives you back some of your power as opposed to it controlling you. And then um, noticing where it is in your body. So Mm -hmm. like, if you're feeling really anxious, I know for me, if I'm feeling anxious, it is right in my chest. It feels like just a serious pressure in my chest. So what I'll do is I'll bring my hands up over my chest, close my eyes and just experience it. Like, okay, Mm. this is where I'm at right now. Again, no judgment. I'm not trying to force myself out of it right away. I'm just witnessing it. And I'll take a few deep breaths, like breathing into that space. And it doesn't mean it's always going to magically just disappear in that moment, but you'd be really surprised at how quickly some of that Releases because you're you're accepting it because you're mm. willing to be with it as opposed to like shove it down and ignore it or just jump to the next thing.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: the whole being with your mo being with your emotions as opposed to becoming them mm. is um, powerful awareness or at least it has been for me.
0: And you mentioning the anxiety piece I literally did in the Hype Hub today, the breathwork for anxiety. (laughs) So yeah, when you like mention that you feel your anxiety in your chest, like that's second time I've heard that today from you. Um, Okay, so we've talked a lot about the Hype Girl Mentorship. Um, but I want you to like plug all, all the things, um, both like where we can find you to learn more, but then also you don't have to go through like all your programs necessarily, unless you want to, I'm totally cool with that. Um, but like the hype hub, I think is amazing. Um, I want you to talk about that. And I know I talked a little bit on, um, a previous episode about it because I love it so much. And I wanted people to know, like, if you wanted to, you know, fitness and mindfulness, subscription, this is a good option. Um, but yeah, tell tell listeners where to find you and about about some of your programs.
1: Yeah. So I feel like I hang out the most on, on Instagram. So following there, and again, you'll get a load of what we're talking about here, just in the posts and some of the other things that I share over there. That's at bootbod. So B-O-O-D, B-O-D. And um, the hype pop is, it's so proud of it. It's seen, it's, it was really, I created it because I want it's, it's so aligned with obviously the mission that I have, but I want you to feel so empowered to be able to support yourself, regardless of what state you're in, what energy mm-hmm. level you're in, what mood you're in. I want you to have a tool to be able to just pop in, click play on whether it's a workout or a yoga flow or a breath work, like you said, like breath work for anxiety, or do you need motivation or more energy? Do you mm-hmm. need to calm down and help yourself sleep? Like there's there's different libraries. There's a whole library for breath work. There's a library for meditations. There's a library for flows, which includes yoga and like mobility uh, flows. There's a library for other workouts, which include like kettlebell workouts and bodyweight workouts and uh, banded workouts. And so you literally have access to just pop in, support yourself and pop out. Um, and it was really important to give you the power to do that. Mm-hmm. To give you the resources so you didn't have to stress or try so hard right but also you get to choose what to do as opposed to me saying on Mondays you got to do this on Tuesdays yes. you got to do this because that's not necessarily going to support you when you're having a week that you need to do something the opposite of what I would suggest yeah. right <laughs> um, so I'm really proud of that and it's super accessible I think and an affordable $22 a month um, start and stop at any time. The other cool thing about that is that we do uh, monthly workshops, yes. and so they're live workshops, which I'm all about. Bringing all of these other fabulous hype women together um, in a space virtually for right now, yeah. um, to, like see and be a part of like-minded humans. And then um, those will vary, we'll have guest speakers as well. And so popping in live or the replays will also be added to a whole other library of replays from the workshop. So get a lot of really supportive tools, like everything we've talked about, including all of the other movement and breath work stuff. Yeah, it's like that. The hype, the hype girl membership. I have online programs, but you can get all of that access just straight through my Instagram bio and the link in the bio. You'll be able to kind of browse there. I really encourage you if you have any questions about anything we've talked about. If you're like, I have this limiting belief, but I'm not sure how to move through it. um, Please DM me. I would truly love to like support you and help you walk through it to kind of create some ease. The other thing I love to think about for limiting beliefs is instead of just seeing them seeing them as like these big barriers and these big like blocks that without recognizing them, they are right. Once Mm -hmm. you recognize them and can work through them, they actually become like the stepping stones to reach our goal or to feel fear or confident. So they actually are the way they're not in the way. Um, Mm -hmm. So I really would love to support you. If you are listening to this and you're like, Oh, I need more guidance. I'm not Mm -hmm. really getting it. Please just like shoot me a DM. Um, but yeah, I think Instagram is probably the easiest way to get access to all of the
0: things, all of the boot bod. I want to. I've always been curious. Um, why, why did you call it boot bod?
1: <laughs> I, so it's such a funny word, right? So I initially called it that because as I mentioned, even in our chat today, that my dad is such an influence on like me shifting my career and like his health inspiration. And it was a game that he played with me when I was little, so I just kind of love like the name of it, like Boot Bad Savvy but also oh. it was a time where I was so anti-bikini bad, so not wanting to promote anything. Like I wanted it to be like, boop is like a silly, fun, simple word. And I wanted movement life to feel mm. that way. I want it to be simple, fun, like lighthearted and not this like really serious thing so and then it's evolved into like as you know with the hype girl training there's this whole boop method um, to work through your limitations and things like that but
0: I've always wanted to ask you that yeah I've always wanted to ask him like I just love it it is catchy boop bod well Emily thank you so freaking much for meeting with me I literally I could talk to you for hours and hours and I'll probably have you back on the podcast at some point um but I'm so grateful for you so appreciative of you and your programs and yeah, that you were able to take some time um, to talk to me and and all the things today. Well, thank you. I'm so honored to be on here. And you know I'll be back anytime you need.
1: I love you. I love everything you're doing with this podcast. So you have my unending support.
0: Thanks again, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of Give em the Bird. If you aren't already, be sure to go follow Emily on Instagram at bootbod to stay up to date with all she's doing. If you're enjoying this podcast, feel free to rate, review, and subscribe. I will see you back here in two weeks for another episode, but in the meantime, go give them the bird.